Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Morning Mindfulness Podcast. I'm Alicia Davies, your host, your breathwork coach, and happiness enthusiast, here to share with you tips and tricks and shit that I've learned along the way through my own mental health journey. Every piece of advice that I give on this podcast, I want you to be mindful of the fact that a lot of it is heavily influenced through my own experience. I have conducted a lot of my own research and who I've become as a life coach and just general friend who loves to give out advice. I always like to remind people that always remember the person that's providing the advice from you is completely influenced by their own knowledge, their own resources and their own experiences. I remember my first day at uni into my first psychology subject of philosophy and my incredible teacher who gave me just a whole new um just layer of respect for teachers is he really just let down my guard by saying everything I say I want you to take for a grain of salt I want you to do your own research and I want you to figure out what best works for you and I think that was the best piece of of advice I ever received because I believe especially in the traditional educational system we're told this is this is what is and it's restricting us from developing new ways of looking at life and overcoming our own challenges so that's a long-winded introduction but basically what today's podcast is going to be all about is how to better manage your stress how to better manage your mood swings, what's potentially influencing those mood swings and ultimately how can you be generally just a happier person. Okay, first things first is to do a simple exercise, which is a life audit, where you write down, if you are going for a walk right now, come back to this section, but write down your four values If you strip away everything external to you, everything that you've been taught, influenced by society, who you think that you should be, who your parents want you to be, what you think a good partner looks like, fuck all that off. Who are you? If you can't introduce yourself as such and such as partner or you do this for a job, who are you? Write that down. And then all you have to do is... Look at over a month or a week, whatever is easiest for you. If you're a sucker for routine, then this is going to be super easy for you. If you're anything like me and every day looks completely different, it took way longer to do a life audit. But basically you break down where your time goes, where your money goes, and where your energy goes. And the reason why I separate time and energy, even though a lot of people can say that they're the same thing, is something that may take you an hour may be a massive energy sucker for you versus something else that take you five hours. Like I know for me, my everyday nine to five job is a massive soul sucker for me and morning mindfulness is not. So I could spend days, hours, weeks just working on morning mindfulness and feel constantly fulfilled because it's aligned with my purpose. Whereas my nine to five job is more of a paycheck to help bring in some money so that I can dedicate more time 
energy and money and resources into my passion project. So basically, recap of that. For your life audit, your four values. Break it down where you're spending your time, your money, and your energy. And then after you've looked at the overview, you'll be able to really quickly see where you're wasting time where you're wasting money that isn't aligning with you and ultimately it makes so much more freaking sense that you're like oh that's why I don't feel aligned that's why I feel more irritated that's why I find myself judging other people because you're sitting in the stand while looking at the people in the arena going that should be me I can do that better I want you to find a place where you finally feel comfortable looking at other people in the arena and wanting to cheer them on. That's when you feel fulfilled. You feel comfortable within your own skin. And that's what this podcast is going to be all about today. Alrighty. Second step. So first step, do the life audit so that it becomes really freaking clear what is out of alignment. Because if we don't do the life audit, I'm telling you, the first time I did a life audit, I was like, oh my God, I spend... Okay, this is a little tip for the life audit for time. Look at your screen time on your phone. I know this can be really difficult because some of us work on our phones and our computers, so screen time can be exponentially bigger, but separate it it, it separates Instagram and social medias and emails and things like that. So you can generally look at the difference between when you're doing something productive on your phone and when you're just scrolling aimlessly. So I want you to put that in your time, breaking down how much time you spend on your phone because instantly that's generally where a lot of people waste a lot of time or on TV, watching binge, binging episodes of Netflix. And I know this is like simple shit. This is like everybody knows that you social media can be a soul crusher. Everybody knows that screen time can be really bad, but we don't really acknowledge how much time we spend on it until we take the time out to look. So I definitely encourage you to do that as a part of your life audit. All right, you figured out where all your time's going. You figure out where all it's getting wasted. Now it's time for you to reflect and go, what would I like to be doing with all this extra time that I have? And once you realign yourself and find more space for hobbies, more space for soul fillers, more space for you and things that are good for you, then you ultimately start feeling better. You feel more calm, more present. And this is where I want to go on to the second tip. Checking in with what your coping mechanisms are. How do you deal with stress now? Ultimately, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already recognize that the way that you deal with stress is probably not healthy. We live in a culture where it's become normalized to use a toxic substance as celebration. If you're happy, let's go get a drink. Socialize, let's go get a drink. Celebrate, let's go get a drink. Sad, going through a breakup, let's go get a drink. That's the world that I grew up in, and I know a lot of my peers growing up also grew up in this really freaking 
toxic environment and it makes me so sad and this is why i really started morning mindfulness is watching the people around me having no toolkit nobody knew how the fuck to deal with all this stress the stresses of life the stresses in relationships stresses with work stresses within our own minds and so we turn to things that make it so much worse we all know that alcohol is a depressant yet we still turn to alcohol when we're feeling depressed how do you create a mental health toolkit to be able to better handle your stress and I know it is so simple but why do we instantly turn to the way that we look our body fat percentage what we're eating what we're drinking before we turn to our breath Things that we could go a lot longer without, your breathing is at the base of a lot of your emotional regulation, majority of your emotional regulation. If anything, I would say all of it. If you're stressed, you breathe short, sharp and shallow. Anxious, short, sharp and shallow. Sad, short, sharp and shallow. Angry, like short, sharp and shallow. And... What is happening in your body is you're instantly turning on fight and flight. And what's happening in your body when you're in fight and flight mode is you're not able to critically think. So if you're having a fight with a partner or you're in traffic or having a really uncomfortable conversation with your boss, you are not able to foresee, you are not able to foresee consequences of your own actions in that moment it switches off that part of your brain to be able to critically think it switches off that part of the brain for you to be able to foresee somebody else's perspective so that probably makes a lot of sense right how many times have you had a fight with a partner and at the time you're so angry you're just in this mode of i want to defend myself and then afterwards you're like oh i can kind of see where they're coming from now if you allow your ego <laughs> to calm down that little bit so that you can at least admit it to yourself. If you're never willing to admit it to them, at least you're able to admit it to yourself. Um, so ultimately, I would say the first tip after doing the life audit is to start working on some mental health tools that you have access to right now. I'm not talking about going on a six-month waiting list to get in to see a psychologist that you potentially might not even click with. Which is why I feel like so many of us are struggling. There's so many barriers. And I want to eliminate those barriers for you right now. Your breath. You have complete control of it. I want you to just take a second... Think about how you're breathing right now. I want you to slow it down. And shift it from the top of your chest. Just that little bit further into the diaphragm. Closer to the sternum. Try and fill up that area with air. 
letting it fall out on exhale do you remember when you were younger you probably heard somebody say to you along the at least once I know I did plenty of times (laughs) breathe count to ten whenever I had any like little temper tantrums as a kid my mom was always like breathe come on and I hated it I hated being told to breathe when I was angry and now I'm younger and I understand what's happening physiologically and mentally I can now get why we would try what my mum tried to teach me that as a kid your breath is so freaking powerful Your breath has the ability to control your nervous system, like I said, switching between fight and flight and rest and digest. And when you're back in rest and digest, your body returns to its optimal functioning state. And what that basically means is your immune system is increased, your digestion is increased, your heart rate is lowered, your oxygen in your blood is more alkaline. You're able to think clearer. Your critical thinking is back on. Your creative thinking is back on. Have you ever been a person where you need to be creative in that moment and it's not coming to you? You're getting a writer's block or a creative block of some form and it's because you're stressed. You need to slow it down. And this shit isn't woo-woo anymore and this is what this is all about. Let's get rid of the stigma. You have access to your breath 24 hours a day, 365 days a year for the rest of your life. It's the first thing you do when you're born into this world. It's the last thing that you do when you leave this world. I want you to start utilizing the fucking power of your breath. And it doesn't need to be complicated. It could be as simple as just bringing awareness to it. You're overthinking? Bring it to your breath. You're feeling angry? Think of your breath. You're feeling sad? overwhelmed frustrated turn to your breath it is the catalyst it is the core of controlling and regulating your emotions third tip cold exposure yeah Um, This one's a good one because you also have access to this. I'm not talking about the extreme getting into an ice bath. I love that. I'm going to preach that to the day that I die because there are so many benefits of getting in an ice bath. But you first need to break that initial barrier of just getting uncomfortable. And getting uncomfortable for you could be as simple as turning on the shower to cold for 30 seconds. You have... Four to ten times more cold receptors on your skin than you do have heat protectors. And that basically means that cold is a potent stimulus. You do not need much of it to reap some fucking incredible benefits. Lowering the inflammation in your body, increasing the endorphin release, increasing the dopamine release. Especially if you're someone that struggles with mood swings. Getting into the cold is an instant relief. You feel shitty, you wake up tired, get in a cold shower. You feel angry, overwhelmed, get in a cold shower, get in an ice bath. If 
we're living in a world where we are craving quick fixes we're craving comfort we're creating we're creating a world where we are less susceptible to doing something that's actually going to benefit us in the long term because we would rather just get an instant quick fix now a band-aid fix cold showers are something that will immediately increase your mood scientifically proven it will release the happy chemicals in your brain next tip this beautiful saying get comfortable with being uncomfortable this saying is something that I love but it's often misunderstood because your comfort is different to the next person's we think comfort is sitting in a beautiful house um, with aircon or heating and just living a comfortable, financially stable life. But that doesn't mean anything. If you grew up in a household where your parents are extremely unpredictable, unpredictable emotions, unpredictable with the way they react to things, extremely reactive then that is your comfort zone. Down to your physiology, you are addicted to what you can predict. And this is where we get into, this seems like I'm going on a tangent, but really it is all interconnected and related. If you're somebody who is easily stressed, doesn't know how to regulate your emotions, if you're someone that's constantly battling with mood swings and you just do not understand how to get out of that cycle and you're feeling stuck, I want you to think about how did you grow up? And this isn't about blaming parents. This is about becoming, bringing the power of awareness to your situation in your life. Acknowledging the environment that you grew up in or the environment that you're in right now. Are you picking up on behaviors and traits and staying in repetitive patterns because it's actually more comfortable? You see it all the time. Relationships that you see friends or even yourself in that you're like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, this is so toxic. This is so unhealthy. They are stuck in the cycle of predictability. It is more comfortable for them to remain in a situation that they know it's going to be shit or they know it's going to be unsafe or whatever it may be. And that may seem crazy to you if you've never been in that situation. But we are addicted to the predictability. Hence why when Alana and I got in a relationship, I found it really uncomfortable at first. Because it was safe. She was reliable. She loved me. She made me feel loved. She heard me. She saw me for who I was. She didn't want to change who I was. And I was so not used to that. When I had issues, she met me, she sorted them through with me. Communication was on point. That to me was extremely uncomfortable. I had never experienced that before. And what do we want to do when we're uncomfortable? We project, which means you internalize a feeling and then you project it onto somebody else. So say if I'm feeling uncomfortable or if I'm feeling sad you say to the other person why are you sad 
I can tell that you're sad. You're projecting. You're projecting how you truly feel and blaming the other person because you don't know how to self-regulate. Or even worse, self-sabotaging. Well, projection is a form of self-sabotage, but you create stories and ideals in your head to get out of the situation because you want to go back to comfort. Then you find yourself back in the same spot. If you find yourself reacting, putting yourself in stressful situations and continually finding yourself up and down and dysregulated, I want you to really take a moment to reflect what is triggering me. Where does that come from? Who do I know? Where have I seen this before? And it's not about beating yourself up on how you handle and regulate your own emotions. Like I said, it's about bringing the power of awareness. Once you've brought the power of awareness to your situation and who you are and how you handle things, you have the power to change it. You hear, I don't know if you guys know much about being an alcoholic, (laughs) but basically there's a step to when you go to Alcoholics Anonymous not that I would know but if you go to Alcoholics Anonymous first things first you need to admit that you have a problem that is the first step to overcoming something that you want to change so it could be something as simple as talking over someone and that creates friction in relationships in your life or bitching about people you like you leave conversations feeling like oh I talked negatively about people and now I'm in this rabbit hole of negative emotions about myself and what if they find out or what if they heard or what what do people think of me whatever your situation is admit it to yourself use the power of awareness second step is it to admit it to someone else someone that you trust I don't want you feeling an overwhelming sense of vulnerability a vulnerability hangover thank you Brené Brown for that fucking amazing um what would you call that terminology statement I don't know it's so late at night I'm really (laughs) vulnerability hangover basically when you admit something to someone and then instantly you feel regret for sharing you feel like you overshared you wish you could take it back choose someone that you feel safe with originally whether it's your partner friend someone that you can confide in admit the flaw admit the thing that you no longer want to do because now you're at the second step you've admitted it to yourself you've admitted it to somebody else you have the power of awareness in the crux of your hand right now it now just becomes a little bit easier and now every single time that you do the thing whether it's thinking negatively talking negatively about yourself talking negatively about other people being rude to people having mood swings treating your partner poorly reacting whatever it may be that is affecting your life it becomes easier because you've now admitted it to yourself to somebody else and now it's easier to pick up on when you do it And I don't want you to go back to square one when you find yourself in the midst of acting out the thing that you exactly don't want to do anymore. Stop. Think about it. Call yourself out. 
heck I call myself out outwardly to the group of people I'm in something I've wanted to work on for a really really long time is talking over people I'm ADHD I get really excited and then I'm scared that I'm going to forget and I want to make sure people know that I'm involved and excited and listening so I talk over people my intentions are pure but it makes people feel not seen it makes people feel like I'm not listening and so now I have outwardly told all of my friends that if I do this please call me out on it I'm aware of it I want to change it I know that for me, whenever I talk negatively about someone, I go on a downward spiral. I feel terrible. There was this really great saying that says, like, all it takes is one fly in the tent to ruin your night. One little negative comment about somebody else can set fire to your life. Because now you're thinking poorly of others, which makes you think that other people think poorly of you. And it's this whole cycle. I hope you guys learn a lot from this podcast or at least taken some of my advice and gone either she's full of it, <laughs> she's a crazy person, or it kind of made sense. I want you guys to comment, DM me, let me know what you think if I went all over the place. This is only my second episode, so I'm feeling really positive. I really want this podcast to be a place where I can share and just get a little bit deeper into why I do what I do and why I love what I do and how I do it. Um, And for you guys to also see that I'm just a fucking person with my own opinions, with my own version of the world in my head and in hopes that if we share our experiences and we share the lessons that we've learnt, that we help someone just a little bit if I help one person from this podcast that listens and goes that makes sense I'm going to put that into play in my own life and it makes any kind of positive impact I'm going to die a happy gal lots of love your girl Alicia